Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you're listening. This is the Fool's Folly Podcast. Keep going because we'll use it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll put that in the outtakes, don't we? Yeah. Oh, good, excellent. <laughs> we shouldn't be yeah. eating, really. No, because it picks up horribly on the mic. That's, yeah, that would be really nice. <laughs> we recorded yeah. that and we'd probably sell that for about 25 quid to someone who's got it's a real ASMR. Yeah. Mm. A what? ASMR. ASMR. Where people Auto go. sensory meridian response. It's not even just that, it's oh, loads of masticating. Oh god, doesn't that just make you feel sick? I hate no, it, but it's like you, millions. <laughs> M- like, millions. You know when you get that like tingly feeling in the back of your, like, the back of your neck and things like that, and like your, yeah. that goosebumpy feeling? Yeah. It produces that in a lot of people. So that's, like why that. people that's why people listen to it, but there are different versions of it. Like, like, I don't get people it like that. tapping. Oh! I'll get it from... <laughs> Scratching tights. Oh! Yeah. See, but there's what loads of things. I can do that. Ooh, Ty- like, um... Typing on mechanical keyboards does that for me. If I Ooh. listen to someone typing on a mechanical keyboard, like a proper clicky old school one, yeah, yeah. it probably makes me go all tingly. Whispering. Yeah. Whispering's the other one, isn't it? Yeah. People just talking sometimes. People just go there. And it's normally by, and it's binaural. <laughs> I can tell you about my boring day. <laughs> and like people... Or, or do that and talk about your really interesting festival. Hello. That's the coldest of cold opens we've ever had. Hello and welcome back to the Fool's Folly podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. Today we have the absolutely amazing special guests, the producers of the Loop in the Loop Festival, amazing friends of ours, most importantly, extremely excellent mentors of Darren and mine as well. We have the amazing Katie McGarry. Hello. Susie Humphreys. Hello. And Ellie Jones. Hiya. Hello and thank you so much for joining us, ladies. So you've got a little something coming up. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> just a little bit. We've got something big coming. Mm. Something big, Massive. yeah. <laughs> a big festival. So I guess what would be really lovely... What would be... <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? They've got the giggles a little bit. Come on. Right, so big. Right, bit of order, yeah. Massive. <laughs> oh Get it together, guys. What is wrong? <laughs> Oh, I think it's very good. What's awful is that that is probably the most amount of joy anyone's had when they've recorded this, and knowing that I've probably got a cut out of that. It is upsetting, but all the joy. Oh, dear. Um, we'll get it back in later when someone makes a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. well, well, we're the wrong time to do this. We should have done it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> God's to pay. Uh, but thank you very much for joining us. Obviously, yes, yeah, so we have the, the festival's coming out. Season 12 is coming up, which is going to be absolutely amazing. But what I'd really like to talk about first because some people may not know. So what is Looping Loop? How did it all start? Where did it all come from? And I suppose why? Why did it all happen? And, and round here? Oh, I think that's a Susie answer, isn't it? Me and you? Me and you. Yeah. Me and you. It started really from an email that we got from a poet in Canterbury mm-hmm. uh, with a bit, some information that had been sent out from Battersea Arts Centre to say that they were looking for towns and cities around the UK that didn't have lots of theatre and stuff going on that might be interested in taking part in a project over the next three years to basically bring more um, theatre into sort of places. And we responded to that. We looked at that and thought, wow, this is amazing. This would be such a fantastic opportunity for people in Thanet to get lots of work in, lots of brilliant shows coming in, and just be part of something with a, an amazing organisation like Battersea. When Susie says we, she really means her and Emily Parrish. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, and called me up and went, do you want to take part in this? And I went, yeah, great, and then did nothing, and then we got it, and then I stepped on board, really. Brilliant. So, <laughs> Director-in-chief came on board. Yeah, we did. So we put together, um, basically, sort of, I was, like, Ramsgate Arts, and I knew that we couldn't do it on our own as an organisation. I'd met Ellie, um, we'd worked together on a show, and I knew Emily, and I was part of the Tom Plum Theatre, and so basically the four groups, the four people, organisations got together to become a consortia to be what we decided we would call Looping the Loop, after the Loop bus, of course. Absolutely, yeah, of course, you the, might the go, famous loop. Why would we call it after a bus? And we sort of thought that if we were going to do something, we wanted it to be about Thanet, not about either Ramsgate or Margate or Broadstairs, so our sort of vision was to put 
Hope Theatre in all of the different towns and possibly even the villages around Thanet. And of course, the loop bus is the thing that pulls it all together. Interconnects all the all the towns and even the outskirts. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're obviously you've mentioned Batty Art Centre. Um, and I suppose obviously it'd be great to talk about sort of the collaborative touring network. So what is the collaborative touring network? So the project when it first started was about bringing six different places around the country together, and those six places were. Uh, Torbay, Gloucester, us, obviously, Great Yarmouth, uh, Great Yarmouth, Darlington and Hull. <laughs> and we all worked together for three years, uh, producing two festivals a year, so an autumn festival and a sort of spring festival. And there would be two or three shows that we would all agree on that would come to all the festivals, so a spine show. And around that we would be, each different place would make work or find work from local artists produce, present work uh, at their festival that came from either local artists or other artists they wanted to include or things they thought were great for where they lived. And so we had these brilliant two or three shows that we would all take that we could then hang the rest of our festival from. And in the after the first three years, because the uh, Collaborative Touring Network was so amazing and worked really well as a way to tour work uh, to the regions that hadn't really happened that way before, the Arts Council were really keen to continue it. So in the so after the first three years, they um, again. we reapplied and then we got another three years funding, but we brought on board another two first two towns at that point, in which well another three towns, one person. One left and three more came on. So now we're Wigan, we have Wigan and Peterborough and Medway on board as well. So there's now eight towns and Battersea involved and, in that network. And the sort of the sort of I suppose the big sort of aim of the network is that the idea about sort of pulling together, bringing together sort of experience and knowledge and learning and ideas. So over the six years, each town has formed its own type of festival. It's tried all sorts of different things. We come together two or three times a year for two or three days often to really sort of share what's come out of that so that we can hopefully, and the idea has been to develop sort of new models for touring, and hopefully in the next phase, this uh, six years has now ended, and um, our part within it becomes a slightly smaller part, we have to become very sustainable. In the next period, we might even get to the point where we can start to sort of move work from those various towns around to other towns in that network as a sort of a touring circuit. Some of that has already happened. There was a great show that we had from Gloucester. Yes. And very shortly, we are taking the caravan to Peterborough over the May Bank holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. So and the caravan would be your brilliant man venture caravan where all of your sort of street theatres born out of and, and lots, involved in. Lots of nonsense has happened. <laughs> Hashtag mad venture van. <laughs> so t- tell us about the caravan. What was, how did that idea come about? So. <laughs> well. So the mad venture van was a 1970s caravan found in like Wiltshire. Yeah, in Wiltshire. Hadn't, hadn't been moved for seven years. You know, that was uh, that was kind of brought tentatively up the motorway uh, <laughs> and down to Thanet and transformed miraculously um, into this beautiful uh, creative space that is now used, uh, we launched it over a year ago, yeah, about 18 months ago, um, to be a, a transient, transforma- uh, transformative space that can create theatre, can be used as a performance space, can be used for crafts, um, and can go around the three towns, uh, well, what started off as the three towns um, in Thanet, to be able to be a space that allows people to enter into that world, or a world, without having to cross the threshold of a theatre. So for us, and I know particularly Ellie, it's been about making sure that that performance is accessible to everybody, and for people especially who think that theatre might not be for them, really. Well, see, I think the ultimate is going to places like the out-of-town retail park, isn't it, like Westwood Cross? and putting it outside Primark for three days <laughs> with, um, <laughs> with a, 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 a fine old actor inside it. Um, uh, uh, luring people in with the promise of a cup of coffee and actually then giving them a little piece of miniature theatre. Yeah. Um, and it's that idea, isn't it, about sort of being able to pilot in anywhere, a patch of grass or a school playground or a shopping centre or 
a marketplace or a high street and really taking um yeah taking theatre and performance to the heart of the community yeah when we first talked about looping the loop in general we wanted to be able to pop up anywhere and the caravan didn't come back until the last couple of years really um but it had always been our aim and mission to to produce work that happened in different places and we'd always had the street theatre team out and about and so the caravan allowed us to not have to find a venue in places it was the most mobile thing that we thought we could do and there's a tiny little kind of up to 15 people at most if they're very little people that you can get in the caravan and they can have a mini adventure with us for kind of 15-20 minutes and then walk away from that hopefully haven't had a great time but if they haven't they haven't wasted their money or lost too much time out of their day uh, but as let's say you obviously mentioned about you know uh, Thanet sort of not being one of the reasons I think that it was picked was because obviously that it, it was typically considered a town that didn't have much creative culture inside of it and obviously Darren and I we can attest to that from you know, we were, we grew up here. We're both from Thanet, and it, it is interesting to see the development that the town has had. And I think, I, mean, I think Loop and the Loop has a massive part to play in that. It has ch- it's changed our lives, and I think it will continue to change people's lives in whatever capacity it, it continues to to take. On that, sort of what would be one of the what's one of the, the best things that you think has come out of Loop and the Loop and the festival? That even if it's just a personal reason that you think this is what you love about it, or something that you can see has actually changed our town or the town one of my favorite things just because i didn't i wasn't here from the start um i came in as an actor for ellie a few years ago and one of the things i i was privileged to be a part of was an amazing day an event called wild things in piermont park in broadstairs and for me not only as a performer as an actor and um a theater maker and all that that but as a parent and someone with a family it was just the most beautiful day and it had everything it had the handmade fair and it had food and stalls and storytelling and we had one of our shows there um, that was brought down um, and we had our street theatre team walking out um, doing explorations with, with the kids and, and it was such an immersive day of, of beautiful things that for me that's that's when I got really really hooked into the whole uh, joy of all of it and and never left <laughs> since uh, was that of, of just going wow bring it so many people came and, and it was such a beautiful thing we had a glorious day and I think so did everyone who who came and participated and was entertained and who just came to do any of those things and and for me that's what it was about it was about putting things in spaces whether they're open or you know inside that you wouldn't normally associate with theatre and storytelling and it was a it was magic absolute magic so for me that was that was it I think I think apart from some of the amazing shows that have been completely memorable and there's quite a few of those it's the the shift in perception really taking performance out onto the street in particular from the very early days when it was pretty it was pretty hard work really you sort of felt you were sort of slightly alien beings and we got quite a you know we got people like you know some of the market traders in some spaces who'd be quite sort of like you know sort of don't distract attention from us we're here to sort of sell our things and all the rest of it and and some quite yeah quite difficult sort of times and now I mean there is a huge shift and you can see the sort of the welcome and we tested something in the last festival that for the first time we actually asked people if they would put in a little bit of money to come in to do a workshop in the caravan or to see a piece of performance and we didn't think we'd ever get to be able to do that it's always been totally free but we thought no we have to start to sort of develop things on and so we asked people if they would put up two pounds and I think we only had about one person actually that sort of didn't want to do that in the course of two different things one outside Turner Contemporary for a weekend and one certainly in Ramsgate Marketplace wasn't it so I think yeah that shift in in people's openness and in open enjoyment of seeing something fun and interesting or dramatic in front of them has changed immeasurably. I suppose there's a couple of things for me but they're both related to education for one of a better phrase. Uh, so the idea that we now have a weekly skills share so our flex sessions which um, for those of you that don't know are weekly 
hour-long sessions where local practitioners share their skills for an hour with everybody else, with everybody else who wants to come along. So we've had some mask workshops and we've had voice classes and we've had Shakespeare and we've had oh puppetry, all sorts of uh, fun stuff. So that's one of the things that when I arrived in Thanet nine years ago, there wasn't anything like that and I didn't meet anyone that was even in the business. I was still working but I was going to London or wherever to do that. I didn't meet anyone that was in the business really until I met Suze and then you know and that tribe of people for want of a better phrase has sort of grown uh, and there are lots of us now and there are lots of people that have come uh, well there's a lot of people that have moved down obviously uh, but there's also a lot of people that have come to join that we didn't know were here and that were that you know just didn't have that to go to before so that's a really big deal for me the uh, flex thing and the TNT after it the network of Thanet practitioners people creatives however you care to call us and the other one of those would be um, we did a project with Garsington Opera which was a phenomenal project and we went into lots of schools here and gave primary and secondary school children a chance to perform opera with opera singers and to compose opera for themselves with lyrics that they'd written and music that they'd written and then perform that for their families and friends at the end of that project and we did that three years running and that was an incredible an incredible shift in people's perceptions of what opera is and I'm not an opera lover but actually that just changed some people's uh, idea of the world you know this is oh this is not something for me oh but actually maybe this could be something for me and I think that being able to try things you don't have to like it but the opportunity to try things is massive it's the same idea really with the flex there'll be a whole bunch of workshops that aren't my interest but I get to try this and I get to try it for free and I get to decide whether or not I want to pursue that. And for the younger people, if you never get to see or if that's never in your world, you might be the best opera singer in the like, ever. But you'll ne- if you've never shown it, you're never going to succeed at that. You're never not even going to try, are you? And so that idea, yeah, you can't be what you can't see. You can't know what you don't know. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's all about opportunity, isn't it? Yeah. And I know sort of like sort of when I sort of first started doing stuff in sort of Sally, I felt it was really something sort of really quite crucial that you felt that people for a long time hadn't really had very many opportunities and had an awful lot of things taken away from them yeah and it really is is crucial isn't it to have opportunities to try or to do or to see whether you like them or do more of them or anything else is immaterial but if you don't have that chance it has to be in your world to know whether or not you're gonna yeah 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 and you know all the times when you sort of think why are we doing this do happen occasionally don't they you sort of just go that is absolutely totally and utterly the central point of it all isn't it so i mean I, i've spoken to you about this before i think the last time we did a, a little bit a bit of recording are there challenges to putting work together down here that are unique to this area that you've found as people have worked in different bits of the country i don't know if they're unique to thanet i think they they're endemic in many places where there's been little investment over long periods you know facilities services things taken away from people um and you know a lack of playhouses community spaces you know any any sort of things that provoke people to try something and and keep their imagination going i don't think it's special to than it but it was I mean, it certainly felt like, I mean, I've spent all my sort of life in London, really, so I, it's a bit difficult to compare it with some other places, but it did feel, we did, um, with my organisation in 2009, the first event we did in Thanet was called Love, Hate, Hope, Ramsgate, and we made, we got an empty shop, and we made a 10-minute film questioning people, and they were interviewed about what they loved, hate, and hoped about town. It was made into a, put into a loop film and projected onto a nine-foot-high 1970s television screen on a, in a set in a shop. And over three days, we had just under 900 people come in. And as well as people watching the film and being talked and talking to people about what they felt about what was being said, we got them to write postcards what they loved, hated, Hoped. We analysed all the data at the end of it, 928 comments, and two words came out at the end. One was dirty and the other was apathy, and it was about apathy bottom up and top down, sort of like councillor hopeless, nothing happens, nothing's done, there's nothing here, or what's the point? 
what's the point? Nothing will ever change. Mm. And it was mm. really, sort of, really incredibly powerful sort of thing to. We did it deliberately as a consultative piece of work, mm. so that we could go, if we want to do something creatively and or culturally that might have a value what is it going to be and we also question them about their engagement or interest in 16 different art forms and then we decided well, after that that festival was probably the most appropriate format so we've run a festival for 10 years since um, but it was quite sort of uh, quite sort of sad really seeing that mm. sort of outcome from so many and totally different sorts of people yeah as well, so you go right. Okay, we can't have it. We can't no. have any more of this apathy stuff. No more apathy. No. Yeah, no more apathy. <laughs> no, more. <laughs> no more apathy. Let's do something. That's going to be the title of this episode. No more apathy. <laughs> Fourth loop. No more apathy. I think for me, um. Sorry, guys, we just added a transitional jingle. In there. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, sorry, Katie, you were about to. No, it's fine. Um, as a Kent girl. Having, you know, I used to live not far away. I grew up coming down here all the time as a kid. And for me, one of the biggest things that I noticed, I, d I wouldn't necessarily say it's a problem that is, again, you know, specific to Thanet. Um, I think it's in a lot of regional places. But um, is that reputation of the old days. When I was a kid, Thanet Margate in particular had a reputation. And there were words associated with, with Margate and there were stereotypes associated with Margate that you it are really hard to break. And it's those stereotypes and those, um, those things that, that people latch onto, you know, from decades past, I think are really, really hard to get, get find that shift. But I think what, one thing that's been really, really interesting for me is coming back to Kent um, after a time in London and, and now <laughs> moving down to Thanet is that the cultural shift is massive, actually. Mm. And, you know, you talk about problems. I, I'm not sh sure it's a problem, but I think it's something that we have to be aware of constantly is the idea that that shift has been gargantuous in recent times. And from what was a, a town or towns that had very little going on for them, as people might have said, yeah. now is what some people might say is saturated with loads of culture. All these people moving down from London and, you know, Loop and the Loop was integral to a lot of that, you know, six years ago. And the difference, I think, from six years ago with, with not a lot going on to now... You know, 2019. There's so many of us, and and, and it's great because Flex and uh, TNT Theatre Network Thanet that we run um, show that of how many people are down here, how many yeah. industry folk are, are here and working and creating theatre and, and making perform live performance, and loads of people are drawn to the area now. Um, that actually there's a different issue for as a performer and as a theatre maker. There's actually a different issue, which is now you're competing, and for me that's really interesting because I came from London as a performer and a theatre maker yeah. where you are competing with millions <laughs> yeah. and lots of money and you know you're in a big bad world and I came down to that and it feels like it's not a struggle but there's there's now that brilliant thing of we're all down here it's a wonderful thing but actually it it's a wonderful thing, and now we've got a, we've got you're, a different. You're looking issue, around, is, going, "Oh, you guys." Which is now we've got to try harder. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's about. I think it's about trying, trying even harder, and pushing to the next step. Competition of what raises that is. the game, right? Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's what the next step. Yeah. But if if it was a pro I don't think it is a problem. But you know, you ask the question, so. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, how do you look? Like you were trying to say something. Well, I think that's interesting. I think the one one of the things that is most difficult wherever you're trying to make this work is actually getting to the people that you can't get to and so I think there are there were people here and I think we've engaged people here that wanted to be engaged first off that didn't have anything that they could that there wasn't something here for them that there wasn't theatre that that wasn't your normal pantomime or your standard fair or your whatever you might see at your national tours that you might see at the Marlowe uh, that there was a slightly more avant-garde, modern type of theatre or that was a bit more event-based. And I think we've appealed to those people and there were people that didn't know they wanted that and they've come and found us as well and that's a, an amazing thing. But what's really difficult to get to, to is the people that don't 
think they that it's for them don't think it's that they should engage don't think and and are prepared to say no I'm not interested in that and and finding ways into those groups this is the same anyway I used to run Southwark Playhouse and when we were looking for a to we ran a peer-led young company youth theatre company uh, there and it was really difficult to find to start with to find those people and we had to just keep opening our doors and sometimes there'd be one person and sometimes there'd be eight and then the next week there'd be none and the week after that there might be four and and that went on for you know a year maybe a year and a half with that kind of thing and now Southern Playhouse have an amazing young company that are phenomenally brilliant but that just opening your doors and turning and saying we're here all the time is one of the biggest battles to be able to do and one of the joys that we've been able to do because we've had six years of funding from the Arts Council but I feel like we're still slightly failing in that and I would like very much for our next generation of artists to be than it artists you know I would like you know I'd very much like to be making work with people that were born here with people that you know alongside all the people that have moved down and that uh, you know as Katie says here and raising the game and and all of that stuff but I think there is massive room instead rather than competition I think there is massive room for collaboration with those artists and you know all coming together to try and let the voice of the people of this aisle be heard whatever that voice might be from those interestingly and Darren asked obviously is there something you found more difficult I wonder if is there anything you've actually found easier putting work on here that you had you sort of like maybe struggled to or found more difficult elsewhere I'd be curious to know if there's something actually that you had found that was easier to do here there's a great love and want for family work here that is the thing that you know is I would suggest is mostly our best sellers that people want to come so the uh the event that Katie talked about, Wild Things, was a big family day. We've done some other family days where we've done uh, the Theatre on Margate. We took over the Theatre on Margate for a big family day. We've done that a couple of times. The young, the preschool work has been amazing. Um, things like Kaleidoscope, which is coming up soon. Just a little plug in there. <laughs> um, for six to 18 months. But, you know, we've done some of that work and that's had an amazing response and uh, not least in people coming but also had an amazing response from the people that have been to see that afterwards and I, I think that's that's for me it's been, yeah. been a very popular source of work I think in the earlier days when there was less of an influx of things happening before it sort of all started to sort of really mushroom about lots of people getting active and doing things it was easier in terms of audiences to some extent because there was not very much going on that was doing that sort of work, very contemporary sort of theatre, very sort of like avant-garde theatre, and in interesting places as well. Lots of, I think it was very successful when we took sort of work into non-theatre spaces like Petman's Auction Room, and um, turning their Victorian lift into the bar at the show and things like that. (laughs) Um, So that was easier. I think actually, to a certain extent, the geography makes it easier as well. Just because um, from sort of experience of doing shows of all sorts and tours and that sort of in London and all over the country, it's about distance. And, uh, you know, you sort of find here you go, oh, we need a dot, dot, dot. And you just go, oh, I've got one in the garage. It's like a mile down the road or oh, there's that shop there, we can go and get that. And there's this sort of very defined, quite small geographical Mm -hmm. area. And combined with that, people are amazingly friendly and willing and supportive and collaborative and will... Everyone lends each other things, helps people out with things, suggests ideas, because nobody here is big enough to be able to do it all on their own. Mm. So there's a real sense of community in that sense, of people helping each other to make things happen. So I found that much easier in London, yeah. where it was just about, you've got to just pay the rate, find the people, yeah. bump, and, and that's it. If you're stuck, you're stuck. Definitely, it was like, it's dog-eat-dog. And you know, you can't just leg it down the road, round the corner and find another roll of gaffer tape. (laughs) (laughs) You'll go 40 minutes back into Acton after being in central London all afternoon. You've got, God, I've got to go all the way out there to to go find a thing. Yeah, yeah. And even the venues and things like, you know, we've borrowed stage weights off the winter gardens for like a couple of days. All sorts of things, lighting rigs off. Theatre Royal Margate, haven't we? And I think... For nothing. You know, it's always been given because everyone knows basically nobody's really got any money 
but we all want everyone wants stuff to happen. Everyone wants yeah. it to keep yeah. on. Everyone wants it. Everyone wants it for the people here and for the place and to bring new people here, to bring investment here, to develop the economy so we can do more stuff and make it a, make it viable really as mm. a as a, a, a creative economy and that people get paid for doing it. Good grief, what a weird <laughs> idea. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> So you've done the the cheeky plug for Kaleidoscope. Sorry. So, no, 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 This is, this is um, actually, I feel bad. We've preambled and, and made you talk about other stuff. About. But now, ladies, um, season 12 coming up very, very soon. What's what's coming up? What can people look forward to? So many things. So many things. Plug away. Plug away. We have such an exciting season this year. We've got um, our season launch party tonight at 7pm. Come along. It's going to be amazing at Olby Soul Cafe and Music Rooms. And that's really a celebration for everything that the festival um, and Living the Loop have achieved in the last six years and 12 seasons, and also looking to the future. Um, so we're inviting everybody, everybody, to come along and celebrate with us, to have some drinks, have some nibbles, to come and find some unexpected performance in some unexpected places within the building and to really, really just enjoy themselves and to, to yeah, to celebrate and um, to, to welcome in season 12. We've also got the fabulous Lunar Tractors are playing for us. We do. We've got the yeah. Lunar Tractors and we've got our nearly normal, we are nearly normal waiters. And the wonderful Megan Garrett-Jones. The wonderful Megan... Um, and who else have we got? We've got lovely Clive Holland, Trudy Jackson, Trudy Jackson, Julie's World. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit, it's a bit of a sort of like preview in a way, some of it, it is, isn't it, it to, is the, to the to the festival that's going to come in the next week. Yeah, the next thing the in the program we've got coming up is on Saturday twentieth and Sunday twenty first of April, and that is. Easter Sunday. Easter, Easter weekend, the Easter whole weekend. of the Easter weekend. It's yeah. really, really cool. We have two amazing things going on. The wonderful Ellie Jones's show, Almost Alice, with the Mad Adventure Van. Hashtag Mad Adventure Van. <laughs> we do, we do, we do. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's not quite finished. <laughs> That's fine. It's funny. It's, <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. People know that. Like, it, it. It's just all about the work. It's all about the work, and it's just keeping on, keeping and on. And it's live, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's live, and it's gonna yeah. be great. Yeah. So we've got the uh, We Are Nearly Normal Street Theatre team coming out with Wonderland Wabbits, um, not rabbits, but wabbits. Um, who will be walking around on Saturday the 20th um, in Broadstairs Promenade. Come and find and us at the bandstand. Come find Almost Alice, uh, yeah, with the caravan at the bandstand and the um, street theatre team. The Wabbits will be walking around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Oh, Thanks. Good on, on, on. We'll <laughs> also be at Wamsgate Harbour. <laughs> oh, yeah. On the Sunday. On the Sunday, the 21st, we will be down at Ramsgate Harbour Parade um, with the van and also the Wabbits. So we're there all weekend, so do come find us for so that's that part of a whole Easter Sunday sort of thing. So with the yes. town team in Ramsgate and they're gonna do there's a there's a um a rainbow tea party. Mad Hatter's tea party. No, rainbow oh. tea party. Oh that's changed again. It's then. changed again, yes. It's the rainbow tea party because it's all themed about rainbow because they're launching some new pictures by school children up the rainbow stairs. Nice. Hengist the unicorn is going to lead a little parade mm. around. A rainbow parade. And I knew there was a sort rainbow of, parade. There's an egg Easter egg trail, you can spot the Easter eggs in shop windows. It's all that sort of fabulous sort of Easter yeah. traditional stuff going on. That'll be huge fun. And our Almost Alice show is uh, obviously a take on Alice in Wonderland in our caravan. So you can come and join us there and meet Alice and hear her tell you about her adventures so far in the Wonderland that is Whamsgate or Broadstairs. <laughs> is, she, is she a, a wabbit as well? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of it. Not all of it. Yeah, uh, so we've got that going on all Easter weekend, and then the week, the week, the week, oh, I mean, everything's going on. <laughs> it. Um, it really kicks off um, with all our Batsy Art Centre shows coming down. Um, it starts with Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope by Phil Skip Theatre is a show for babies. Mm. 
babies and their adults, but really, it's a baby. It's it's the babies. babies from six to eighteen months. Um, it's a multi-sensory extravaganza um, from Phil Skit, who have uh, created this emo- the most amazing piece with lights and um, colour and, color and sound, mm. uh, like a kaleidoscope, mm. um, to really, really um, get them playing around. So that's on, uh, on the Thursday the 25th of April and Friday the 26th of April, and there are multiple showings for that in the morning and the afternoon um, but it's limited booking um, so there are only a certain amount of um, spaces available for each show so it's really really important that people book really uh, and that's a, uh, straight away no. no that is at the Baptist Church in St Peter's in Broadstairs and it's an amazing um, community venue uh, that we've been working with recently so that's going to be there so that's going to be Thursday and Friday and on Thursday night at the Theatre Royal Margate, we've got a fantastic uh, production of Juliet and Romeo by Lost Dog Dance Company. Two-hander, it's basically the idea that um, they didn't die. <laughs> uh, 20 years later, they're in relationship counselling, and as a couple, they decide to broadly sort of act out or dance out some of their, um, some of the things that have cause them joy or pain or anguish or whatever in their relationship to see if they can work things out. It's an amazing piece of work. I mean, it's theatre with extraordinary dance. Don't get put off if you don't like dance because you will not be. The the, the first so dance, the lust dance, oh, is one of the funniest great. things you will have seen. And what I think what's really fantastic about it, it's 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 as much it's equally about the man story and the woman story. There's none of this sort of thing about thinking, oh it's all sort of romantic and soppy or anything like that. <laughs> it, men will laugh and also sort of feel incredibly squeamish at certain moments about going oh no yes you can you can imagine being in some of the situations that they've been in so it's an utterly beautiful piece of theatre it's on at 7 30 at the theatre on margate um come just turn up on the door don't turn up on the door book well yeah book book early as they say don't they would be lovely and it's but it's um and it's really suitable for ages 13 plus that one yeah yeah oh yeah, it's, it's such a great show it's, it's a great great such a great and show. it'll be it'll be beautiful in the theatre Royal in the theatre Royal margate yes as it well. certainly will yeah um, on the Saturday and the Sunday, we have a audio and video installation. Shall we call it that? Uh, called Now is the Time to Say Nothing. And that is at the turn of Contemporary. And that's an amazing piece of work. There's 14 armchairs in a circle. And each one of you is sat in that, that one of those armchairs. And you get to watch a TV screen and you've got headphones on listening to the sound from that. And everybody's experience is slightly different. So you get your experience of what it is that you're watching and the people next to you get a similar but slightly different experience of what they're watching. And the show itself is about, um, is was made by a Syrian documentary maker and uh, it was originally conceived by the young teenagers are, that are part of a group at the Young Vic called Taking Part. That's the Young Vic in London. And they wanted to know more about what happened behind their TV screen, I suppose. So they were seeing all the footage of the Syrian crisis and they thought, well, this is just what you're showing us. We'd like to see what's really going on. And so they got together with um, this documentary maker, Reen, and she uh, made a documentary of her, about her life during the Syrian conflict. And this final piece is a collaboration between them and her about how they saw it and how she saw it and what that uh, how that fitted together really uh, as I say all immersive sound and lights and watching TV uh, so that's Saturday daytime and Sunday daytime at the Turner but on the Saturday the 27th of April in the evening there is another show at the Theatre Royal Margate and this is a show called Labelled by the fabulous Inspiration Creative CIC for those of you that don't know Inspiration Creative are an all access group so they um, based locally based very locally based at Broadstairs at St Peter's Church as it happens They have theatre classes, they have drama classes, they have art classes, they have a choir, a British Sign Language choir. All of their groups are inclusive and the show that they're going to be performing that night is with their adult group, adult drama group. And it's all about the labels that people give us or that we give ourselves and how that affects our lives and what we can do with that. How we might overcome it or how we might choose to embrace it, however that might work. And that's just called Labelled, am I right in saying that? It's called Labelled. Excellent. And then we come to Sunday the 28th of April. 
where we have two shows going on. We've got two local shows going on. During the day, we've got um, uh, we've got Katie's show, Katie's show, which is Shakespeare's Royal Company, the original Game of Thrones. She's curling up with embarrassment here, everybody. I don't know why, because it's going to be fantastic. It's her and actor Steve Hansel doing a piece of work that's sort of, it's not quite reduced Shakespeare, but it's basically a whole mad journey for about an hour through dipping in and out of lots of different Shakespeare's plays. It's sort of the ultimate sort of hat acting. Anything will happen. It's going to be really fun, really silly, really enjoyable. Brilliant for all ages from about seven or eight upwards. Absolutely. Families. So about five yes. upwards. It's five car, up. it, car, yeah. car crash Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> It's, um, he would be turning in his grave if he knew what we were doing. Um, but yeah, it's all the history plays rolled into one hour um, with very little shakes. <laughs> uh, but lots of silly hats and props and sword fighting. And so. the rap number, if I'm right. M- maybe, if we, <laughs> if we can pull it off. <laughs> maybe there's a rap. Maybe so, there's not. You'll so, see. Maybe we'll die before. <laughs> so yours has got as much Shakespeare in as, as Juliet and Romeo has. Yeah, maybe yeah. we've got a few more. I, I make um, I make Steve do a lot of uh, does he do speeches? Silly things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of how how it works. They're, they're both brilliant. So it's going to be a fantastically a superb sort of like thing to come and see and sort of pick up a little bit about Shakespeare and just have a great time with it. I think, don't you? It'll be marvelous. Marvelous. It'll be marvelous. <laughs> do come. Do come. And then we close the show with Julie's World. Julie's World by the lovely Trudy Jackson, and she is uh, Julie's World is all about Julie Friend, who is an online vlogger and influencer. And Julie is not so great an influencer though she has I think 34 followers at current count um, but she is determined to be the country's best vlogger and influencer and she is gonna she's doing her TED talk for us so she's gonna be doing a little bit of DIY she's gonna be doing Wellness Wednesday she's gonna do Throwback Thursday she's gonna show us how to become a successful social social media influencer Julie however isn't the most accomplished person in the world so you can expect a fair amount of veering from the course of her TED talk you can imagine that some things might go wrong but it will be extremely funny I suspect it will be very funny yes oh it's hilarious we've already seen um, a scratch of this show yeah and And it's and she's a fab actor isn't she oh mate Trudy Jackson's ace yeah Um, you should all come and see this show it's on at 8pm on Sunday day 28th and it's just hilarious so it's um it's one for the grown-ups but definitely come it's a very good close to the festival i think isn't it yeah, yeah. what a celebration actually of like local theater um yeah theater makers Whole day and theater from here um so yeah we're really excited about that piece yeah and both, both of those are sunday the 28th of april at st george's hall in in ramsgate i believe right yes, they they are. Well done. smashing book early <laughs> to avoid disappointment book early to avoid yeah, disappointment. yeah you do need yeah. to book especially for shakespeare's royal company because it's it's filling up it's already filling isn't up. it, it is, yeah. yeah book your tickets now for anyone right. wants to book we'll put links to all the ticketing information in the description yeah the one thing we did miss out in that little Ooh. run through there was um, we were because just I mentioned it because we were talking about earlier our flex masterclasses our flex workshops and we have one of those happening on that Thursday the same Thursday that Juliet and Romeo is on so if you uh, want to get involved in that there is a masterclass on creating children's theatre by the people that are bringing Kaleidoscope to us Amazing. Uh, so that's just a little hour long six till seven you could probably do that and still get over to the Theatre Royal Margate to see the show there. That's an archive in Ramsgate. And it's free. And it's free. And it's free. free. Love free. So, uh, the last thing, last question I wanted to put to you before we wrap up, ladies, is a a hypothetical. So, imagine if you will, you can't have any of the shows that are in this this festival coming up, because let's call that cheating. You're putting putting a festival together. You can all bring one show. An already made show? Yeah, you can have anything you want. Something to do with the circus. Something to do with the circus, something like uh, P.T. Barnum or or something like that. I don't know. I've I, I've always wanted to bring Ballet Black to a show, to bring them into a performance here. What's Ballet Black? It's a company of uh, male dancers. It's the whole thing about sort of getting rid of sort of like the sort of the thing that you're all sort of like sort of nice white sort of people doing ballet, and they're extremely amazing and brilliant. And oh powerful. wow! Uh, I'd most likely bring. 
Well, I bring. Can I bring two things? Yeah. Go okay, on. so I'm going to bring a family show. I'd like to bring Slava's Snow Show, <gasps> which is one of the most amazing shows. A Russian clown, oh, uh, phenomenal show, which is just the most magical and delightful thing I've possibly ever seen. But I would also bring Punch Drunk, who obviously Ooh. are an immersive theatre company, and they take over whole warehouses and they create entire yes. worlds that you wander through and meet characters in. Uh, yeah, so that's an, an, an amazing thing I'd love to bring. Can I either one of those. Answer. You may, you may. <laughs> no, she said all the things I wanted to say. No, I, I stick with circus. Amazing, no worries. Musical. Um, it would be a musical. Of course it would be yeah. a musical, it's me. Yeah. What musical, Corner? What musical? Yeah. Into the Woods. Uh, or Sunday okay, in the Park nice. with George. Oh. Any Sondheim. Or Sweeney Todd, yeah. <laughs> Any Sondheim. <laughs> and I will be in it. For those of you that love Sondheim, please, please, please go and see Follies at the National. It is the most amazing show. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even plug it. Plug a random show. Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Carry amazing. on. Um, so I suppose the, f- the the final thing that I wanted to talk about is what do you see or what do you hope the future of looping the loop is and what does that look like to you? Well, we've got we've got we've got plans, haven't we? We've, we've got, got big plans, massive got, plans. Yeah, we've got cr- we've got some crazy 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 plans. We have to raise all the money to do it. That's the scary bit. <laughs> yes, that's the scary bit. But we we just want we want to do more, don't we? You know, we've learnt so much in six years, yeah. and built up a following, built up so much knowledge, got so much going. We we really 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 want to. Do it. So we're going to go. We're definitely going to go to do to to move to a format of doing one festival a year. Two festivals a year is really hard because six months isn't really long enough to put on a festival. You really need a year. So of course you've got you're doing one every six months. So you you sort of feel that you're always playing catch-up it's very 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 hard work and you don't have any time to just think about what you other things that you can do so and it's expensive doing a festival is expensive so we're going to do one festival a year and we've put in our books haven't we that it's going to be in june 2020 and we're working title three days three towns three days three towns towns. so a more compressed sort of festival each day in one of the towns in thanet each day with a different sort of central theme and the biggest craziest bit of that so the three themes would be there'd be a family day because we think they've been really successful for us and actually really loved by our audiences We'd like to do a. We want to do a, a sort of a, a sort of a theatre, a really solid theatre day, probably for sort of various ages. But so a bit like putting the Edinburgh Festival into one day. Oh Ideally, God. it would be one venue and basically ten o'clock in the morning till ten o'clock at night. Workshop, talk, piece of theatre, workshop, piece of theatre, piece of theatre, talk. Um, experimental session, make your devising session, da, 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 ending up with a fantastic big show in the evening. Um, and basically you could buy a ticket and spend 12 hours immersing yourself in amazing experiences of theatre. Wow. Or you could just come to one thing in a day. Um, so we're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's our adult day. And, and then, then the last day, we want to do a big community day. So we're hoping over the next year to spend some time uh, we've met some amazing collaborators along the way um, and we would like to collaborate more locally you know about everything so the community day would would in, would enable us to do that in a bigger way and the theory being that we would work with local groups to, and collaborate with local groups so that we produced a community play on that last day that involved lots of different groups in Thanet. All come together. So we're sort of thinking that it's going to take a year. We're planning that we start in June, for June 2020. And there'll be hopefully probably eight or so groups that we can find. All sorts of groups, doesn't matter what sort of group it is. If you're listening to this and you have a group and you want to get involved, please get in contact. And each will have an artist in residence who will work with the group for the first three months to try out different things, learn different things, play together, see what people enjoy, what they can do. Then we will probably sort of like narrow that down to see who wants to go on to the next stage and spends the next three to four months starting to work on sort of pieces that will make a, a scene or a part of the whole of the play. And then in the last two months, they come together, start to rehearse, start to make it one huge show. But at the moment, we don't know whether that's going to be a promenade outdoors, 
what it could be anything couldn't it it could be anything we <laughs> could be absolutely anything we have some ideas but without the collaborators on board it's smart i think to wait and see how that yeah. works with everybody um, yeah. but our current broad theme is based on the life of lord george sanger so perhaps some circus like Katie was having. <laughs> a bit of circus. Hurrah! <gasps> and an elephant. Did and we an get elephant. an elephant? I would love an elephant. A bit not, like the polar bear. The polar bear. Yeah, not a real one. Do you think we can get um, the elephant that did, um, what was it, um, the thing that, that uh, Artichoke did in London? Oh. The Sultan's elephant. Oh, the Sultan's oh. elephant. Do you think we can a have big the, French company. Do, yes. Oh, my word. Do you think word. we can afford royal well, mecha- The mechanical, <laughs> the mechanical <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah oh, that, that would be amazing. Yeah. Oh. Did you see the Circus 1903 at the South Bank where they no. had the big puppet elephant and the little baby no. puppet elephant. No. no. Oh, that was amazing. See if you can find some footage on YouTube. Oh, there. we might be able to The, the French the ones did, like wooden and mechanical and oh, oh, it was no. 20 foot high. high. But I have found oh a puppet Lord George Sanger. Have you really? <gasps> Yeah. No. Yeah. And you know he had that big one. The one that already exists. Uh huh. Oh, Who wow. made that? that. Oh, well, I, I can't remember. But one of the theatres, a, a theatre, not a local wow. theatre. So, so you can tell we get quite excited by this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already in touch. It's good. But, uh, you, but it's the thing in life, isn't it? You've got to have big ideas, big plans, to do. make yeah. something exciting happen. And yeah, so yeah. so circus is going to come into it. No apathy it? here. No, no apathy. No apathy. No apathy. No apathy. <laughs> so yeah, we seriously would if anyone's listening and they've sort of got a group or a part of a group and yeah. are just vaguely interested. Get in touch with us and talk okay. to us and see if you can. Got take part somehow or just even do some workshops Come, and take yeah. Yeah. We've got big plans for our next festival but we're also continuing with all of our year round work as well um, with the hashtag my adventure van <laughs> you have to have you the have hashtag yeah, of course you, do. you have to have the hashtag um, the Mad Adventure Van will be touring around Thanet and hopefully the whole country I mean we're going to Peterborough guys yeah. It's very exciting. First Peterborough, then the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we're going to be uh, coming out regularly with the Mad Adventure Van and uh, then we are nearly normal street theatre team on a regular basis, hopefully monthly, as well as Theatre Network Thanet and Flex will continue. Um, every single month we will have our um, Theatre Network Thanet meetups where anyone in the creative industry, the theatre industry, anyone who wants to get involved in the industry or with what we're doing can come along, have a drink, have a nibble and have a chat and make friends. And, um, and our flexes will also continue every single week without fail to create and inspire and help you know help keep it all going help keep it just all... help keep it well, all going yeah. and help continue what you've started spark creativity mm. exercise your creative hashtag exercise. <laughs> all the hashtags today <laughs> oh we love branding uh... <laughs> i do <laughs> Uh, so I, I guess on that note thank you again ladies so much for coming and talking to us thank you again to Katie McGarry Susie Humphreys and Ellie Jones thank you thank you, thank you. Bye. Bye. bye bye buy a ticket weren't they just the best weren't they they just were absolutely amazing, amazing. And they were really generous with their time yes because uh, they're such busy 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 people oh the schedule that they've got the fact that they sat with us for an hour is is pretty spectacular. And, you know, the fact that I know that all of them probably then left and did more work, work. outside of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, outside of that. So it really, yeah. it really, really was amazing, and it was so nice of them to to give up their time to, yeah. to come and record with us. But yeah, I, I again thank you everyone who listened, everyone who tuned in to this special episode of the False Folly Podcast. Do go back and listen to the other two episodes if you haven't already. Check out everything that's going on at Loop in the Loop. Look in the episode description. You'll find all the links to events and where you can book tickets get along to something because it's going to be an amazing festival this year so yeah yeah, yeah. it's amazing and if you if you have liked the episode do send us an email because i'd love to hear from some people who who have enjoyed listening because i think that'd yeah. be really nice because at the moment the, the where we have our podcast there's no there's not a huge way amount of way for us to get feedback yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can't check our star ratings and that because of where our hosting is so send us an email send us an email uh, if you didn't like the, the episode um, feel free not to email us <laughs> as well that, that, that's you know that's perfectly fine perfectly as well fine. If, you, if you don't fine. want to, if you don't want to, to talk to us that's fine but yeah no, if you, if you have anything you have enjoyed yeah send us a little email because yeah. uh, I say we, we, there's not loads of ways for us to get feedback and it would be nice to hear from some people who have enjoyed it who yeah. aren't our parents <laughs> 
So all that leaves us to say is we have been your fools, Darren Hill and Connor Maud, and we look forward to welcoming you to our next episode on the... On the 26th of April is the next episode of the Fools Folly podcast, and the 10th of May will be the next episode of the Roundup. Nice. Uh, and, as a special, and as a special treat, we're going to give the final word to the wonderful Loop in the Loop creative director, Ellie Jones. Bye, friends. Bye. Buy a ticket. <laughs>